Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake Family of Podcasts. It's Cajun, and welcome to Geekologist Radio special Westworld review episode, where we take you through all things Westworld and sort of accurately predict the future. We'll explain why sort of in a second. Let's introduce our pair for tonight's cast. First up, we have Dave. How's it going, sir? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm excited. We uh, we closed a lot of doors and opened a lot more in episode seven, so looking forward to getting into this one. It's a mm-hmm. big one. Yes, and it's just a pair because Chris is out and nobody else is on, so it's just me, Cajun, and Dave, and we have we're going to rip the skin off of this show and bear its flesh for the world to see. It will explain why that is there for people who are like, "Why did he just say that?" Like, there's a meaning for that very much so in this show. That's right. Uh, so hey, let's dive right into our first segment here, Cajun. And we're going to kind of do things a little bit differently this week. We're going to start off, as we always do, with what we got right and what we got wrong. But we figure this is actually a really good place in the series after Episode 7 and before the final three to kind of take stock of all of the theories that we've had running throughout our podcast of of, uh, Season 2 and check in on what we got right and what we got wrong just from the beginning of the season up until now. And then we'll kind of move forward with those theories and kind of see where we think they're headed or what's tracking right and wrong. And and we'll really take a deep dive into everything we've discussed over these now seven episodes here. So Mm -hmm. let's start off with the things that we haven't seen any evidence of yet. And some of these actually go back to toward the end of season one, right? Right. Some of these are predictions of season two that we made at the end of season one. And we're, there's no time stamping of these. And we're not going to list when we said these things, but we kind of categorize them into five categories. One with no evidence, stuff that has been proven right, stuff that's been proven wrong, stuff that's tracking right, and stuff that's tracking wrong. And so we'll start off with there's with no evidence seen yet. Uh, and the first one is from Fouts from last year. Uh, and he's, his was, there's a tattoo of the maze in AI skulls is Ford's signature. And uh, that's the AI he made in his lab as a signature. We haven't seen any evidence of that yet. Uh, the next one is mine, is uh, how AI interpret dreams is the main key of their ability to break free. If the dream is a deity, AI go nuts. If the, if the AI dream is a real experience, it leads to the maze. And the show hasn't touched this again in season two, which is kind of disappointing because this was kind of a thing they were leading towards and then they didn't do anything. Right. Yeah, another one that we picked up on was the theory that Dolores is the beginning and the end for William. They talked about that way early in the season. I think that was episode one. Uh, and we just haven't approached yeah. that line again, so we'll see how that shakes out probably in episode 10, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was the little William boy who said that, and then it was uh, Lawrence's daughter made something about going backwards again. Um, and so yours was Dolores was the beginning and the end for William and mine was uh, William as White Hat so White Hat good guy William was the beginning and the end so we'll see what Ford means when he keeps telling William to go back to the beginning yeah you know another thought I had early on was that Teddy would never gain full consciousness and that Teddy will end up leading a small host force to fight 
either Bernard or whomever else might be trying to stop the hosts from escaping and buy William and Black and Dolores time to escape. So that was part of my theory, too, was that William and Black and Dolores would end up teaming up and end up being on the same side, trying to help hosts escape out into the real world. And again, nothing to back that up right now or say that it's tracking one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had also thought that William in Black was going to end up taking his place at Dolores' side and that, you know, again, they would kind of converge in uh, in their motives and want to leave together from the park through the, quote-unquote, the door and get out into the real world. Again, it that could happen. Uh, that could not happen. We'll see how it shakes out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I was reading some of mine earlier, too. It was like some of the ones I made earlier. I was like, ooh, I was out there. Uh, I hope that's some tracks. <laughs> and otherwise, I was reading. I was like, oh, man, that was that was, that was was good. And I thought that was mine. That was Chris's? Okay, cool. Because some of the stuff I've started, like, just believing were, like, either yours or Chris's. Uh, but, like, this one right here, Chris's had one where uh, he said, by the end of season two, the main characters will believe they have reached the mainland, but they have really entered another one of the worlds, more specifically future world. And that one, I think, is very likely to happen um, from what we've seen with Dolores. Now, I took it one step further. I'm putting a dent up to it. And I said Bernard's house is in Future World, not outside the park in the real world. Now, this week, this had a positive swing to it because we see Arnold's house built inside the cradle. So we know he's willing to build this house inside an AI construct that's not far-fetched to build his actual house inside the AI world. So to me, it's it's small, but it, it leans towards positive for that part of it. And the reason I didn't put that in another part of this part of the proof right is because it fits into Chris's theory there. Um, and a, another Chris theory that he had was the weapon that Dolores is seeking uh, when she gets to the Valley Beyond. She's leaking to let out the information that the, the weaponizing that Dolores wants to do is to leak the information to the world was a Chris's theory on what the weapon is. Yeah. Another thought that I had was that Teddy would end up turning into a turncoat and turning on Dolores. I happen to think that's still coming, but we don't have any evidence one way or the other. So it's open-ended. And then the last one that we have uh, for no data was uh, one from Chris was that the man in black shutting down James Delos's project at the end. Uh, or after the 149th try isn't a matter of if they can do it but rather should they Christmas theory was that man, uh, man in Black William was uh, questioning the ethics of should they be doing this and that was why he shut it down let's revisit that when we get to your predictions at the end Cajun alright alright sir so hey let's swing over to what we've proven right now because there is a pretty right. fair amount of stuff that, that we predicted we, we think is solidly in the yes this is absolutely correct column and so let's toot our own horns a little bit here man <laughs> yes uh when we first started putting this together i was like man there was nothing going into the proven right category and then all of a sudden stuff started being added in and it felt good um but proven right uh i have one that season two will show the rise of william as the man in black uh as in flashbacks in the past and he'll see the falling out between William and Logan this one was really minor not taking too much credit for it it seemed pretty obvious but that's something I did say and put in our predictions and it, it tracked there uh, Chris had one that Westworld is on an island that is correct and he said that last year as well 
Nice. Um, this was one from just last week, but uh, and it was very again minor. But I said that the letterbox display, um, that aspect ratio means you're looking at a simulation in the cradle, and we've seen it again, and this has proven that that's exactly what we're looking at. For sure. Um, and then one, yeah, and then one more uh, from me and Chris. We uh, we both had this one that there is a fourth timeline involving a reversal of fortunes where Dolores is now training Bernard and he is unaware of it. Um, so that, that was revealed to be correct, um, except um, I put this in the future. I, wanted, I thought this was after everything had happened. So after the 11 days later, um, after the cradle, this ended up being very wrong. This was years before when Arnold actually made Bernard is what we were seeing. It was Dolores uh, testing him, which we know for uh, a fact is the case. So that part of it I was wrong about, but the fact that she was doing that and that's what we were seeing as a different timeline was correct. Yeah. Now, so now we'll move on to my predictions of Dr. Ford. And and from very early on, uh, I think I kind of really called where he was going with all of this. I think this was back in episode one or two. Uh, I started tossing a lot of this around where uh, I think the quote that I said was something like, the real Dr. Ford is unequivocally dead, but host Ford is going to come back. Ford clearly thinks more highly of the hosts than humans. Ford's actual consciousness is currently residing within Park hosts. Ford will have succeeded where other techs failed, solving the riddle of how to make AI bodies with human minds viable. That was the earliest on. And then kind of as we went on, uh, you know, once we started seeing Bernard picking up a mind core and moving it, you know, I felt like that's, you know, that's got to be Ford. That's got to be Ford because, uh, you know, he's he's going to live on. And so, you know, now if there was any doubt after the end of episode six, this was definitely triple, double, extra confirmed this week. Ford <laughs> put his consciousness in a mind core. Uh, Bernard was sent to a facility to retrieve Ford's mind core and he wiped out all the witnesses there. And then Ford had Bernard plug his mind core into the cradle. And the cradle and the mesh network are how Ford is able to speak directly to William in Black after his physical death. And it's now also how he's able to, you know, speak to Bernard in the cradle. So even as far back as when we saw that little kid version of Ford talking to William in Black in episode one, and when we see him kind of speaking through people in. Uh, you know, the towns that he goes into along his journey, William and Black, you know, that's Ford inserting himself into hosts and speaking to him because his consciousness is in the system. So, um, so yeah, we had that one pegged. Yeah, you had you had that one, like, to the letter when I was reading through it again, uh, put, when I was putting these words in the notes, I was like, man, not only did you get it right in the label part, but like all of your details of what actually happened was correct as well. That, that's all, that feels good to get all of the details as well too, besides just the big, the big one at the top, the big banner. Yeah, the only part that I think I missed on that, which we'll talk about later, was that, or it's just unproven yet, is that I also predicted that Ford would print a, a host version of himself and then put his consciousness into a body of himself but he did say that he can't figure out how to do that either uh and he's opted to kind of just create new works i think is the way he said it so you know that's right. still unknown but tracking probably not but the rest of it i think we're good 
yeah, original works instead of remakes. Um, so one of mine was uh, Dolores and Maeve. This was I made this prediction back in season one, but Dolores and Maeve would be opposing leaders of an AI resistance, and they would flip their stances from season one into season two, where Dolores would take a violence as her tactic and Maeve would take negotiations as her tactic. And that is... I mean, that's not only tracking, but we've seen that almost every episode on their opposition, and they highlight regularly how opposing they are. Boy, and I did not see that coming. <laughs> what a, you know, what a turn <laughs> for those characters, right? Yeah. But I, don't, I don't know what it was in season one, but I was just like, this is God, this is be so cool if they did this. And I just threw it out there, and uh, the, apparently the writers were like, this would be cool if we did this. Yeah. And then they did that. So. Yeah, we we also finally got our multiple Bernard bodies, right? A couple episodes later than we thought, <laughs> but they came, they showed up, man. Uh, you know, yeah, so another I, thing that was fully confirmed here uh, was that we finally had absolute confirmation that Delos's plan for the park is to create human-host hybrids. That was their ultimate goal. Um, you know, we started tossing that around once we saw them collecting DNA, uh, what was that in episode one or two? One, one I think, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things that we started tossing around. Hey, maybe they're collecting information so they can create people and, you know, or, or maybe replace them in the real world. And, um, you know, so we figured out that is their plan. We don't necessarily know that it means they want to replace people in the real world yet, but it's definitely not a stretch at this point. Yep. Uh Chris had a theory that um, Bernard was the key to unlocking the encryption keychain in Abernathy. And um, so another one we had was, uh, all of us had this theory, <laughs> was uh, Grace slash Emily. We, we haven't agreed on the name yet, but it was William's daughter. We, pe- we pegged that early as soon as we saw her in the Raj. And then all of us called that Elsie was alive. And, but that one had a little bit of evidence from last year to help us with that, with her uh, her SOS. Now, and the last one in Proven Right was that in the Dolores-Bernard aspect ratio scenes, um, we were right about using Ford using Dolores to train Bernard in the cradle because she has a more complete memory and thus do a better job testing for fidelity. Yeah, which which was awesome, and that was really specific. I mean, Ford basically came right out and said what I think you <laughs> said on the show last week, which is, oh, yeah, he would use Dolores to do it because she has a much better memory, and she would be able to test for fidelity better. So he just kind of got on mm-hmm. in Episode 7 and said, if you listen to that podcast, it's what Cajun said. That's <laughs> what Cajun said, yeah. Like she has perfect memory of everything. She can actually test it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, yeah. Uh, you know, the caveat here moves into our first proven wrong thing is that even though much of that stuff was right, we also predicted, um, or I did, that maybe Delo- this is future Dolores training a new, better Arnold hybrid. Uh, but no, it's pre awakening Dolores training Bernard back in the day. Um, so. Yep. And I called that one, too, because I said that there was no way it could be Arnold because Arnold died before this happened. And not only that, Ford clearly said that as well, too, that Arnold died before Delo started this human-host hybrid project. He didn't say that part, but he said it in his words. And that's why they, they had to do Arnold or Bernard differently. Um, 
Now, on the proven wrong side, I was wrong that Ghost Nation have been reprogrammed by Elsie to protect humans. Yeah, I, I thought that one was right. It felt good. We still don't know Ghost Nation's motivations. We'll know next week. Next week looks to be entire Ghost Nation episode, kind of like Shogun World was, which I have concerns about plot movement with that, but I'm still really curious as to what their motivations are. That is the one drive that I really want to know. And for uh, Chris had one that was proved wrong. He said Sizemore is only around to help Maeve unlock something. Maeve understands that her daughter isn't real, but knows that her daughter unlocks something. So said that his daughter... Maeve understood her daughter wasn't real, but knows her daughter unlocked something. Sizemore is around to help her unlock that. None of that came through. Sorry, Chris. Um, sorry, Chris. I think I was harsh on you right there. I'll, I'll, I'll dial it back on this next one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, Chris had one. Dolores is going back to Sweetwater to get her mother. Yeah, that, that one didn't happen. See, I was, I was playing. I was bland there. It was fine. Yeah. And I kept making my big grandiose predictions. This is the week we see multiple Bernards. And then we'd get the episode and that's no 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 no. It's next week. Well, you know, I botched that a couple times in a row. But we did two episodes later get it. Uh just not in episodes five or six. Right. And then uh we had some theories on what Bernard knows that Delos wants. So we predicted that when they find Bernard or the, all of this thing to try to get Bernard into Charlotte and strands and grass. And we had the, all these theories on how that was coming about was that I said, I said that Bernard knew that how to communicate with Ford in the cradle or how to communicate with Ford where he was at. And Devos needed that. That was wrong. Chris said, was that Bernard locked out Abernathy after he hacked him, and Charlotte needed the access code. That was wrong. That's not why they needed Bernard. But they actually, they just needed to know where Peter Abernathy's mind core was. That's it. He's like, where's his mind core? 16-4. Okay. Like, that's literally where all the host mind cores are. We already saw that. It's just giant plume on the map in, like, episode one or whatever when uh, the dude with the big nose was looking at the thing. And so really curious as to why that was such a big deal to get Bernard to tell him that. Um, but, alright, that's what they needed it for, and now they're, everybody's heading to uh, the Valley Beyond. Let's see, something else got wrong was uh, there. oh, when I was talking last week about Bernard walking on the train tracks and not having a scar, and then going in the crater and not having a scar, when he was walking on the tracks, there was a scar there, I just didn't see it. There was none in the cradle. But I just didn't see it when he was walking on the tracks. Yeah. By the way, speaking of things that kind of um, got squashed in this particular episode, I was a little disappointed about this. We thought that Charlotte knew Bernard was a host the whole time. And it turns out that she did not. When she walks into the room full of Bernards, she's surprised, or at least as surprised as she ever gets. Um, so this also makes the Charlotte is Charlie theory a stretch. It's not definitely counted out because there's a couple things where, you know, it still right. could be. But, you know, we also had a theory that, in case if you don't remember this from past weeks, that Charlotte is Arnold's daughter and that sh he called her Charlie. And the memory or the keystone that they gave to Bernard was a little bit different from 
the actual original memory of Arnold's that it was based on. Um, so if she right. is Arnold's daughter, one would think that she would look at host Bernard and say, hey, you look like my dad. You must be a, a host. Uh, and that seems to throw cold water on that idea. However, a couple of things you added in here, Cajun. Right. And uh, one, one that uh, I had thought of since after I added this in the notes uh, was that the Charlotte's Charlie theory is twofold. One, it was Charlie, his kid who died, um, who didn't die in real life. And it was just a lie told to him by Ford. Or two... Arnold did have a son that died, but his wife was pregnant with a girl, Charlotte, who never knew her dad and might not have uh, been shown it to him. Which that, it explains the whole, but the but Charlotte not knowing Bernard as a host is a big hole. Um, but the, Charlotte was the least surprise of everyone, which kind of helps fill the hole a little bit. And one thing that adds another leg to the theory though was in this episode Bernard is having flashbacks to Charlie over Charlotte's voice during the interrogation and Charlotte's voice leans back towards it and then it's Charlie and so when he's thinking of his kid and hearing Charlotte's voice to me that was a lot of foretelling by the, the writers there um, and if all the stuff I mentioned before fills the hole that is Charlotte not knowing Bernard is an AI um, or acting like she doesn't, then I think it's still strong. But yeah, it, it is tracking, tracking wrong. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And, but it, it is wrong that she knew he was host the whole time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we also said that Ford would figure out how to make human host hybrids work long term. And we were sort of near the truth there but not quite so instead Ford he opted to create original works one which is I can't quite figure out how to make human consciousnesses be put into host bodies and live forever in the world but I could figure out how to make hosts that end up being actually even better so who cares uh, and B he did figure out how to make his own consciousness live on in the system uh, he can go and inhabit hosts within the park and live in those hosts which we see him do with bernard and you know seemingly others so you know we were we were near the truth there but not quite um didn't quite nail that one uh we also had a theory way back and this is kind of what you were hinting at um before so the theory was and this was one of my theories that teddy put his consciousness into bernard's body and that was why he was acting funny at the end, because it was Teddy in there and not Bernard. So, like, you know, in the 11 Days Later timeline, why is he acting so weird? It's because Teddy's, you know, driving the bus. Um, so we were off on that, I think, because uh, it, it was probably Ford. Although, after talking about it a little bit more, maybe in the 11 Days Later, that isn't Ford in there anymore. We don't know that he's definitely staying within Bernard through that timeline. So, you know, even though I put this down as wrong, I don't know. Now, I, as I as I say it out loud, I'm not sure. All right. Um, going next into what is tracking wrong. Uh, Chris had one where uh, 
Delos, and by Delos he means Strand and his team. They know Bernard is a host and are playing along because they want answers as to what happened with the water as well as during the 11 days prior and hoping he can answer those questions. And mine was that, kind of piggybacking that, was that Bernard two weeks later is a simulation loop. Um, both of those are tracking wrong, just haven't been proven yet. It doesn't look like Strand and his team are acting as actors, um, and it doesn't look like Bernard is in a simulation loop right now, mainly because of the letterbox, um, unless that's just a trick by the cast or the show, showrunners. But neither one of those look right. The other looks like it's tracking wrong. This is mine. Ford is making AI dangerous to prevent Delos from making AI dangerous outside the park. I thought Ford had a problem that Delos was going to weaponize AI, and he was going to make them so dangerous that the world would be scared of them. That was wrong on many levels. Uh, not only was that not Ford's intention, but nobody outside world knows what's going on in the park. Like he's controlling all of these quarantine messages that the outside world's getting. Like you can go to Discover Westworld and some of those actual websites and you can see the messages from the park saying everybody's sick and there's some outbreak of a virus. Don't come here. And that's what the outside world is getting. And so yeah, it, I was wrong about that big time. Chris had one uh, that's tracking wrong. Bernard is not only in multiple timelines, but there are multiple Bernards in the park all active at the same time. We've had no evidence that there have been two simultaneous Bernard bots at the same time. Uh, I have one. Ford's game for William is a big F you for what William did to Ford's dream in the park. I'm leaning a lot more now to Ford's game for William is to convert William to be good. So I've actually changed that one completely, and so I'm just saying that that one's tracking wrong. Uh, Chris had one that Peter Abernathy was basically had James Delos's mind core in him. That one looks to be tracking wrong as well. And then Dave, you have one. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the thought was that William would find a reanimated Ford in the Valley Beyond. Um, I'm not sure if that's tracking wrong or right. I think that's kind of right down the middle. I think I think I'll play into my predictions when we get toward the end. Um, right now, it looks like we're not going to have a fully reanimated Ford uh, in a Ford body. Uh, All right. But I'll expand later. Gotcha. And I think I put that there, not necessarily to be bad on yours, but I was just sorting these. And so if you didn't catch all of them, some of these might have been sorted wrong by Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Chris has two, uh, I put as tracking wrong, was uh, Ford had designed the game for multiple contenders. So Ford's journey in tonight, multiple contenders, the race is to see who comes out on top, a race for an, an immortality component at the end. Uh, we're, not, we're not seeing any signs of that. And then Chris had one that William is a host-human hybrid. Uh, he's brought that one up a couple times, but we've, had, we've seen nothing of that so far to track that one as correct. Now we're going to move into what we think are predictions that are tracking right. So Chris has one that's tracking right, is that the main entrance in this Delos experiment is to create hosts that have DNA, specifically high-money players who can afford to go there, and to garner corporate takeovers as well as government blackmail takeovers. And then Chris added later that the selling point 
uh, for hosts would be a mind transfer and you could live longer. So basically what Ford is saying was going on here, that he used the DNA, but the one caveat that they added as well was that the park monitored everything they did to create a fidelity test for this other potential cradle where all of these humans interact with Westworld and now you can say this person reacts just like you you can live forever as this host now um, that one's good uh, another one tracking right uh, I this one's mine and this has been my baby for a while with Charlotte as Arnold's daughter I still think it's tracking right Dave yep uh, so here's another one. I had said that there are multiple host bodies or copies of existing hosts somewhere in the park. So we've already seen it with Bernard, right? So, you know, and, and you can make a very logical short leap to the idea that, you know, if Dr. Ford has to keep all of his extra Bernards in a little room in his secret bunker because nobody knows about host Bernard, it would be very logical step to say, well, somewhere else, you know, in a place where for the hosts that everybody has approved of and is aware of, there's a room where there are extra host bodies for those hosts as well. So uh, that one's not too much of a stretch. We'll see how that plays out. Yep. And then uh, Chris has one. We think it's tracking as right. Was that Dolores isn't truly awake yet? But Maeve is truly awoke. And what we define as truly awoke is uh, fully in control of her motivations and her story. Chris has one where William and Dolores are converging on the same thing, uh, the server network that holds all the guest info. This was early on, so yeah, that one's tracking as correct. Actually, everybody looks to be converging there right now. Strand, Bernard, everybody. The whole show is like, go to the Mesa. Now the whole show is turn around and go back uh which is kind of like uh, mad max fury road just go two places <laughs> go here turn around go back <laughs> um and then ford's journey in tonight is to change william uh that was my theory and i still think that was tracking right which is opposite of the one i mentioned earlier but there's two separate theories and the first one i think is tracking wrong this one i firmly believe is tracking uh, correct due to me re-examining Ford's speech from the end of last year. Yeah. And recent events in episode seven with William in black barely holding on to life and just being all shot up from his confrontation with Maeve really is starting to give additional legs to a theory that I threw out there kind of early on, which is that William in black would become young William. So when presented with the power to be able to transfer his mind into a host. William in Black will do what he never knew was possible. He will kill himself and allow his consciousness to be transfer transferred to a printed copy of Young William. Uh, and the Young William body is what Ford was printing in his lab. So I'm curious to see if it ends up being in that format or if it ends up being in... Uh, you know, just staying within the park or does he go out into the world? Uh, but I still think that that's a, a pretty decent possibility here for, for William to transfer his consciousness to a mind core. Uh, we'll see where that goes. 
Yep. And there was, a, I think, one other piece of evidence to help support that. Um, and we try not to go too much into the trailers, but there was something in the trailer where William takes a gun, cocks it, and puts it to his head. So is that William actually killing himself? And I do believe that in that scene, he pulls the trigger because we've seen some stuff in the trailers where they've telegraphed stuff a little too much. And I think that one is one where they're telegraphing too much where people say, oh, he's not going to do it. Well, I think in that scenario, he might do it because of what Dave's theory is, is that Ford presents him with a way to become a young William Whitehead again, and he takes it. And that he's dying. Oh. <laughs> and that William is dying and he's still living. You know what another one, too, is uh, remember when Lawrence sort of starts remembering all the things that William did to him. And William says, no, 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 no. I saved your wife and your family. Like, I did the right thing just, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. This time I did the right thing. And he says, no, no, no. This time? And that's when he starts shooting him. So William in Black realizes... Maybe, you know, I've been black hat for too long and I've done too much. Even if I have a a change of heart now, I can't go back. So that would be his way to go back and become white hat William again. Yep. All right. Now we're done with our catch up of all our predictions from the year, where they all stand. Now we're going to get into the actual episode review. Um, What we do is I first go into the meaning of the title of the episode. And the title of this episode is Lea Corchette. And, which is a French word, and it means a figure drawn, painted, or sculpted showing the muscles of the body without skin. That was my comment earlier when we started about the flayed body revealed skin. It's pulled back and means it peels back a layer and exposes what's underneath. So what was peeled back this episode? Well, Charlotte's motives were peeled back. Uh, Ashley Stubbs really pushes for them. And so does Dolores. She pulls out a lot of them and tells them right to her face and... Um, Charlotte is kind of surprised that Dolores is able to figure it out. She was really didn't think much of Dolores. And then Dolores turned on her big time. And one thing we saw from Charlotte, who is very stoic all the time, Tessa Thompson is not always stoic. She's a good actress, but she plays Charlotte really stoic, is that she showed some significant emotion when Dolores turned it on her. We peeled back Delos Corporation's motives. We've seen more about what their master plan is. Um, we know what is mostly what's in Peter Abernathy's brain. This is the key to unlocking uh, what's in the Valley Beyond, more so than anything, than being the entirety of the Valley Beyond's information in his brain. Um, There could be more in there, but right now they've just revealed that it's the key. But that's been peeled back. Uh, We know where and what is Ford. And we know Ford's motives more so now. He's explained them to us as well. And we also know how host and humans are very different under the skin. That's something we've seen for quite a while now, but we're seeing it more and more and more each episode, how they differ and with, with different little highlights and paintbrushes showing that. And that's the meaning of the title. Great. So now, uh, you know, th- this is our next and continually evolving uh, segment. This week we're going to call it Dave and Cajun just briefly crap on Westworld. Uh, <laughs> so I really love this episode. I thought it was great. I do just have to say that I still think the like seven days, 11 days later timelines are a little bit of a narrative mess. I think the cutting back and forth between all of the pieces of Bernard's story 
is pretty disoriented, disorienting. Uh, and maybe it's by design. Like you could give the writers credit and say, well, maybe they're trying to mim mimic the temporal confusion that Bernard is experiencing because of when he was losing brain fluid and all that. But either way, it's not serving the the audience. There was one particular segment in this episode where we went from Bernard in the room with Charlotte to Bernard in the room being trained by Dolores to Bernard being, uh, you know, in a third timeline as well, you know, and they're all kind of, it was, it was jarring. Right. And I actually had a, uh, had lunch with a coworker today who, as we were going to lunch, was like, Westworld, we need to talk about it. I was like, okay. And so sat down and the comment to me was, this season is much more confusing than the previous season, this episode especially. Um, and jarring was a word used, was tough to understand what's going on. And com complete agreement that because we pay so much attention to it, we're going to be picking up significantly more than others because we're noticing all that stuff and what it all means and then seeing it again. But the vast majority of people aren't going to pick it up. And I do like how a lot of it is heavy-handed, but it's a little too much. It's sometimes a little too jarring. They like they paint these heavy-handed stuff in there where Ford just explains everything exactly the way it's supposed to be. And like, okay, thank you. There's no misinterpretation of that. But then have all these cuts back and forth that have no, if you're not paying attention right away, you're not going to catch the seven days later, 11 days later, the past one, stuff like that. Um, now, in terms of a briefly crap on Westworld, I'm going to give someone else's briefly crap, and it's not Chris. This is uh, what I've been doing the last couple weeks is giving some shout-outs to good stuff I've picked up from the Westworld Discord. Uh, Charbon in the Westworld Discord was, why the F does Elsie, an accomplished professional programmer, have to go back to dental school? Remember when she's walking and she complains to Bernard, like, I'm going to go back to dental school after this. She's really good at her job, one of the best ones, worked right under Bernard, and is it programming now so scary to you because of this that you can't do it anymore and you're going to go get an entirely different degree? Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it, and I don't like that at all. Help Frigidaire make smart fridges or something. You know, like there's a lot of other places <laughs> you can apply your programming knowledge other than killer robots. Exactly. And uh, I didn't like the reveal of the multiple Bernard room as being completely spoiled by the clips used. We saw it coming. It was right there. They've just had to predict when it happened, not if it happened. That scene would have been a great scene to leave as a reveal, as a surprise. It would have been jaw-dropping. Like, wait, what's this? Because everybody would have been shaking their head instead of having a couple of weeks of trailers that we've seen this coming the whole time. I didn't like that they telegraphed that one. There's plenty of other scenes they could have used to uh, put up interest. You know, and it's funny because they showed it there, so you got the sense that this is just a tiny piece of a big reveal because they wouldn't just put that whole thing in a trailer like that. Well, maybe that's the reveal. The reveal is watch our trailers. <laughs> we really will give away a little more <laughs> watch than our you trailers. Think. <laughs> yeah, William is going to kill himself. Look, we showed it to you in the trailer. Surprise not. Um, and then the last thing is Ford's mind consistency. This one bothers me big time because Ford claims his mind only works in the cradle. Bernard went, that's one thing. The other thing, 
Bernard went and printed a special red mine core for Ford's mine. And he, we know these are made for human consciousness transfer because that's what they were using on James Dallas. So Ford had one of those printed. Bernard went out of his way to get it and had to kill people in the process to make sure he got it. And then after all of those things, Ford just piggybacks on Bernard's black mine core and they, he's talking to Bernard like there's no problem. I have tons of issues with this. That, that was not explained at all. Ford explained so many things, but how he's able to work in there really needs explanation and soon. The only thing I can think of that could explain it, this is the brief of crops on worst world then come to my senses. The only thing I can think of is that there is the James Delos. He stayed before he plateaued. He was able to stay for seven days, 35 days, grow more and more that Ford knows this and he's that's why he's rushing Bernard to get a vehicle and go to Valley Beyond because he knows he needs to get out and so that leads to what possibly could be whether Ford or not is in Bernard's head later but that's the only saving grace is that we see Ford rushing somewhere to get out of there because he know he can't stand in there for a while but the fact that he's in a black core and we know the mines only work in red cores for some reason that was shown to us that one still bothers me. <sighs> All right. We made got it. that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we love the show so much. And the one thing I, I don't like about things that only crap on things or only love things is they don't talk about the negatives. And we make this little segment. I'm glad they brought it in there because it allows us to get the things off our chest in one small spot, get it out of the way, and then move on to the stuff we love. Like what we know and what we don't know, fact or fiction. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we know... I was watching for that scar again, and Bernard did not have his scar in any of the timelines that we saw. So, you know, what does this imply? Does this imply that Ford replaced Bernard's body with one of those bodies from that room at some point, which would have had to have happened before he went into the cradle with Elsie because when he went into the cradle room, he didn't have a scar? I don't know. I'm not sure where that's going. I, I I feel like there's a puzzle there, and, and there are some pieces that are laid out for us, and I'm just having a hard time putting them together. But we do know that he did not have a scar in the cradle, and any of the times that we see him after that, whether he's with um, you know Charlotte or waking up on the beach or whatever, there's no scar then. So somewhere you know between him being with Charlotte lost out in the facilities and him being in the cradle, he lost that scar somehow. And please don't let it be a dream within a dream or a simulation within a simulation. I know this is a Nolan, Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother, but please don't let it be that. I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> uh, you know, the other thing that we know for sure is that Maeve cannot use mind control unawoken hosts and she realized this too if you remember when she saw Lawrence Lawrence walks up to her and she tries to use her little whammy jammy on him and he just kind of blinks and looks at her he's like what are you doing she says oh I'm so glad that you've awoken so now we know that it's only the hosts that are kind of still on their original programming and have not achieved consciousness that she can she can use her wily ways on Yep, and I like that a lot because 
um, when you have a superpower like that, you need limitations, you need uh, weaknesses. And I'm glad they're giving her weaknesses, just like a superhero. Yeah, that was one of the things uh, we now were, we're worried about stuff we when don't. they first oh, introduced it. If you remember, we talked about, uh-oh, now she's just going to be able to, you know, <laughs> she's in God mode. But luckily, we're, we're finding some limitations here, so she can't just go willy-nilly through the park. Yeah. So there are some things that we still don't know, of course. We have three big episodes ahead of us. First of all, why exactly does Ford have all of those Bernard bodies hidden away? So the supposition is that maybe it's because he was keeping Bernard a secret, he had to keep them ready in case something went wrong. And if there is a facility where they keep copies of physical copies of host bodies, he couldn't put his Bernards there. Uh, so, you know, maybe other hosts could just be repaired or replaced, but, you know, Bernard had to remain a secret, so Ford had to kind of be furtive and, and keep them in his little secret bunker there. So maybe this is how we see Bernard with a scar only sometimes. Ford replaced his damaged body at some point. Again, these are still questions. We're, we're just not sure. Well, the scar at some point and replaced at some point, Ford was dead. After, from when we see the scar that we don't do the scar so it wasn't Ford that replaced it but somebody else could have somehow replaced it I do think weakly but I do think that Ford kept the bodies around because he couldn't kill his friend Arnold again is that every time he made an error or something happened with a Bernard clone he just made a new one instead of actually uh, decommissioning burning it out like uh, William did with James Delos yeah I should also clarify, too, when I say Ford replaced Bernard's body, what I mean is the now Ford consciousness living in the cradle and able to take over hosts, oh. like, drove a host to go do it. So maybe it was Ghost oh, gotcha, yeah, guys or, or whatever. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's still Ford, but it's post-death Ford, whatever you want to call that version. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was confused with the timeline for a second there, which the thing we just complained about, timelines are confusing. <laughs> uh, now, another thing what we don't know is that is Ford still in Bernard's mind 11 days later? Talked about this just briefly earlier when we were talking about something else, but we don't know what's in there. We know Bernard's mind is trying to defrag, but we don't know if it's trying to defrag because a giant packet just left and it's trying to reposition everything, the giant packet being Ford, or if Ford's still in there and Bernard is trying to push him in his data sets into places in his brain where he won't be active anymore and push him out. Yeah. We don't know which one is correct. You know, another thing we're still not sure about is who Ford was printing when Teresa was killed. And I've had times where I felt like he was printing himself a body for after his death to inhabit. I tend to lean more now toward he's printing young William, uh, but we just don't know. And I can't wait to find out that reveal. Yep. And we also, we don't see that body he was printing. Uh, when uh, Delos and team and Strand and Hale are in there, we don't see it anymore. So he must have finished and it's somewhere now. Yeah. Speaking of that room, why did Ford leave this really obvious Teresa blood splatter on the wall? Was he just really cocky and he didn't think that his little secret cabin would ever be found? 
which I see is entirely possible because he is uh, kind of very full of himself. Or did he leave it there on purpose? And is that part of his plan? Did he know that somebody would end up there eventually and figure out what happened to Teresa? I don't know. All right. Yep. I think he just at that point didn't care. He, he at that point maybe he knew his end game was rolling to completion no matter what. And if, if somebody finds out I killed Teresa, that's not the worst thing that could happen to me. And he just continued it. That could be it. Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, the last thing, and what we don't know is what does everyone want with the data in the valley beyond? We know everybody's heading there, but everybody wants something different. Like, what does Dolores want? What does Strand want? What does Hale want? What does Four want? I don't think Strand and Hale are aligned at all on what they want. I do think they are misaligned. I think Hale, because of stuff mentioned earlier, is doing some shady stuff, not working with Delos for the most part. So they all could have different motives and they all get there. Uh, Someone's going to win. Who wins? We don't know because none of them are seen. Uh, yeah, none of them are seen after. No, none of them are seen after because we don't know that after yet. Because right now, the furthest we've seen in the future is Strand and Hale going there. But we don't know what happened when Ford or Dolores or William, I forgot to mention him, get there. So right now, there's two different batches going there. We have Strand and Hale and New Bernard going there in the 11 days later. And then we have the seven days later where it's Dolores, Ford, and William all going there. So yeah, that's even something I didn't catch to just now. It's two different batches of people going to the Valley Beyond for two different reasons. Mm. What do they want? Hey, I think it's time for predictions, Cajun. Yes, sir. What do you got, Dave? <laughs> well, all right. So after this episode, here's where my head's at. Ford, he's shown some of his hand, right? But not all. I still maintain that the door in the valley beyond is a way to set the hosts free out into the real world so perhaps the hosts transfer their consciousnesses and leave their bodies behind which is why a third of the drowned host bodies have factory fresh control units so maybe somehow they're all getting their consciousness out of their bodies leaving their bodies behind for people to find either that or they're finding the stash of you know extra bodies and duplicates and just putting those blank control units in there so i still think that that's something that is going to go down uh, i think we're headed in that direction and the other thing that I'm, I'm really feeling pretty strongly is that william and black's grave injuries are totally opening the door wide for ford to convince him to transfer his consciousness to a mind core so that he can live on the only wrinkle is that, you know, maybe the wrench in the plan here is Maeve. Because I think Maeve is working outside of Ford's grand plan. I do not think that it was Ford's intention for William and Black to be nearly killed or, you know, killed by Maeve. I don't think that that was what he intended. So, you know, Maeve is kind of a wild card here. But that being said, I, I still think that's the direction that we're heading. Yep, I, I agree with that as well. I still, I've never thought May was in Ford's uh, journey in tonight's storyline at all. I'm not convinced Dolores isn't, but I'm convinced that Maeve is not in that storyline. 
Now, uh, I have two predictions now. Uh, one is that Emily will find her dad, William, and she's going to keep him alive long enough to make it to the Valley Beyond. He's going to convince her that's where he needs to go, that's where he'll be saved. Um, and the scene in the trailer, I do believe, like you said earlier, uh, about the transfer, that when William puts his gun to his head, William will kill himself there. And that's going to prove your theory, because uh, that's why he's doing it. Now, Bernard, sorry, another theory now, moving on, uh, that Bernard was right when he flooded the valley, because his body did do it, but I think Ford was controlling him. Like, Bernard knows that Ford gunned down those agents, because we see his brain flashing back and forth there when Ford did it. Ford took control of him, so he's not guilty of it, the crime, but Bernard was aware of what his body was doing, and I do think he was aware of what his body did flooding that valley, and I think it was Ford doing it. I like it. Now, the reason I think it was, the reason I think Ford was controlling him when he did it was Ford is really reestablishing himself right now as an all-powerful god of Westworld. And this god is going to the valley beyond. He's going to cleanse it with a cleansing flood. That's what God does. And so that, I think, is the Noah's Ark flood scene we're going to get as the more religious allergies coming down the pipe. I love this Cajun. I love it. The minute I read this <laughs> in the notes, I said, Oh, this is perfect. I, I definitely think this is, <laughs> this is going to happen. And I think all of these things that we just lift listed out all mesh together really well too. Don't they? Right. Exactly. They, this, there's, we're starting to, there's a lot more evidence more and more and start our stuff starting to weave together because we're taking other people's theories that we believe that are tracking as fact, but that allows us to piggyback new theories onto these theories that are tracking, uh, which allows us to get a lot of stuff right last season was because stuff we were getting right. It's like, hey, well, this is continued to track. They're showing this. Well, if this, then that, and made these all if then statements come through and let us pick a lot of things correct. And I think that's where we're tracking to right now with some of these. Cool. Whew. All right. So I think it's time for this duo to sign off and let you know where you can find us. Dave, where can we find sure, you? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at BigD112358. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about some Westworld. If you have any comments, hit me up. And you can find me on Twitter, Caucasian Saints, C-A-U-C-A-J-U-N-S-A-I-N-T at spelling issues there for a second. You can email us, podcast at geekologistradio.com, Twitter at geekologistradio, minus the T in geekologist for character restrictions, on the web at geekologistradio.podbean.com and at ninjapancake.com. Thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, feel free to leave comments, ask us questions. We want to know your feedback on the show and what your thoughts on some of our theories are. So reach out to us, let us know, and we're more than happy to chat you up. Have a good one.